resolution of the City Council of the City of Pensacola, Florida, ratifying the City of Pensacola as an establishment of equal employment opportunity. A resolution of the City Council of the City of Pensacola, Florida, Florida ratifying the City of Pensacola as a Title VI establishment. A resolution of the City Council of the City of Pensacola, Florida, ratifying the City of Pensacola as an establishment of affirmative action. See that D.C. Reeves, he gets into office and he does everything totally different. He makes us a completely different... <laughs> I, I I so love when the mayor explained why these things were happening because I knew in his head he was anticipating what other people might be hearing like, what in tarnation is going on here? And I'm going to give him a chance to explain it because I thought he did a good job explaining it. I know he'll do it better than I would. Uh, DC Rees, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News. Um, good to have you, sir. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yes, and to you. Thanks for having me. So, equal opportunity, uh, Title VI, and affirmative action. Um, not really massive changes to the way the city does business, but still important things to do officially because? Uh, because of grant money. Um, and that's why. But, the it, yeah, exactly like you said. I didn't want someone coming in waxing philosophical saying that we're trying to change a bunch of things at the city, how the city government operates in a December meeting. Um, this is... These are all things, actually, you said it doesn't change much. It doesn't change anything, uh, what we're doing at the city uh, at all. Uh, it's just a matter of it's got to be documented, uh, memorialized in some way uh, in terms of applying for state and federal grants. And so uh, that's why, you know, again, nothing wrong with it. It just, if people are like, well, yeah, why is this out of left field that we're talking about all these philosophical um type things uh, that is why uh, that was the genesis behind and that you know it, it's so funny because it, it's like you were talking to me i heard the first or i read the first one i'm like huh and the second one i'm like what now <laughs> and so, right. but but look these are check boxes in order to make us eligible for certain grants and um you right. do have kind of a track record in your administration of being able to pick up a couple of bucks from grants so um the, the only the one i did want to ask about though is how okay so I get that doing this might make the checkbox essentially possible, but if it's not doing anything substantial in how we operate, like for the affirmative action one, do they not care that it doesn't change anything? Was it not enough before? What's the need to have the extra little official thing? I'll be honest with you. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure other than, um, you know, we've got amazing people that, as you said, have a <laughs> an incredible track record, $72 million dollars. Uh, front to back in nine months or so. Yeah, but what have now, you done for me lately? Um, I mean, come on, what have you done for me? <laughs> well, and so I, I honestly, I defer to the experts that have been so successful that just say, hey, you know, even if it's something that we do uh, already, that's already in HR policy or whatever, um, these are just things that need to be documented. So uh, I don't really know, honestly, much more than that. Uh, but, you know, I had to, I, I asked the same questions you asked when, when the first time I saw the agenda. And so um, you know, that's that's the explanation for it. Fair enough. I, and by the way, speaking of grants, uh, Jared Moore kind of had the suggestion, not suggestion, line of the night the other day, I think. Councilman Moore? Yeah, I was kind of in the same place, like with $26 million. We can't just, if we get to the place, we just flippantly uh, motion second and breeze by that. Like, that's would be a great place to be, right? So I guess it's probably inappropriate to do a conga line around the chambers, but you know, maybe just a quick kudos uh on that good work. I'm just saying when you when you score a grant for twenty six million dollars for the Hollis T. Williams Stormwater Project and you actually ratify it, I don't mind a conga line. That's an appropriate time for a, 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 um, a city council conga line. 
Well, and look, I mean, it was a long meeting, and the Grinch wasn't there uh, this December. I know, so that we was weird, time, too. I guess, you know, we could have had a time budgeted, so uh, I guess we could have busted that out. But I just, I do, I, I just want to make sure people have heard this, that uh, you said 72, $72 million in grants in the first year, um, and, you know, I know you would not claim that you did any of that, but you did create the department that is doing this, and that's the difference between having a department devoted to securing grants, right? Yeah, well, and, and look, you know, it wasn't that we weren't getting grants before. I mean, we were, but the thing I'm most proud of is $72 million plus the urgency we have, you know, right? Because the idea was to free up all of these department directors that have a million things going on and not to stop them in their tracks to go to apply for a grant, which isn't their expertise necessarily in, right. in, in some departments. You know, they're, they're, they're operators. They're not, I mean, I don't, I'm, it's not my expertise. I know that. I don't, I'm not a, I used to be a writer, but I'm not a grant writer. Uh, so, um, why don't we get someone waking up every day, focus on that, and then we get to let our department directors wake up every day and be, get a little more urgent in their departments. And so I think it's the combination of that, the $72 million plus just as many irons in the fire that we've got right now I think is what I'm really proud of is that combination. Yeah, look, I mean, it, this is one of those things where I, I really appreciate that you have done this. The you know Santa Rosa County has some fantab- fantastic grant writers. The city of Milton has at least one I know very very good grant writer, and um, Escambia County still hasn't come along. They they don't have a, you know, they are looking at it more. The department has just handled this stuff, and I you know I wish we would go this way because I think it works so effectively, and we you know we would be bringing in so much more money this way. Just a couple of like kind of housekeeping notes that are going to matter to people. One is that the new app goes live on January 1st. The old app will still be alive for a while. Is that right? For the parking? That's correct. And as a matter of fact, you can go ahead and download it now. I believe, do not hold me to it, but I believe it is live uh, now. Uh, you could actually use it. So even though the, all the signage, may, new signage may not be up, this app is so, so much stronger than the previous uh, Blue Lot app the Park Pensacola one that you may have on your phone. It's so much better. It'll find right where you are and all that. But, but yes, both will, we, we want to make sure that we uh, take baby steps here, that we don't want anybody getting a ticket that use the old app. Um, so we, we really don't even, right now it's indefinite how long we'll keep the old one up as well. So if you pay on the new one, Park Mobile, please move to that. But if you forget or, or you know, your parents or your grandparents don't, don't know to download it and it takes them a couple months we're going to try to keep that open as well just to, to make this as seamless as possible but absolutely january 1st uh, we go to the new app and and i expect that your experience uh, which we know is the number one root of frustration it's not the 50 cents an hour it's the use of the app is, is the parking frustration so we wanted to nip that in the bud first and so anyway just make sure you and your friends and if you travel anywhere anywhere in florida really go to new orleans uh, anywhere you probably already have this app on your phone. It's called Park Mobile. It's a little green and white uh, P uh, app. So uh, just make sure you check your phone while you, when you get to the office. And um, that, yeah, that'd be great. And I know it'll be a, a, a definitely a, a better experience for you downtown. When when is the uh, parking changes stuff going to come back to City Council? The stuff that you and I have talked about extensively. When is that supposed to be on the schedule? <laughs> um, it, it's going to be. It's not going to be in January. Probably not even in February. Um, that, and a lot of it's because we want to sequence this right. We, you know, we, we, I know we will not make 100% of people happy. No decision we do uh, ever does. But, um, but what I think we, what we want to do is let's get familiarity with the app. Because, again, what did we do? We took the data that we have from the Haas Center that said the number one complaint is, is the experience. It's not the cost. It's the experience. So let's fix experience first before we get into policy and are we charging in these spaces or is it a dollar or 50 cents. 
um, let's get all comfortable with the thing that, that hurts us the most, and then we can, you know, start to phase those things in. So, um, so we don't have an exact timeline, but I would, I would say March at the earliest, and uh, probably more like April, just okay. depending on how, how everything migrates. Were you surprised that there wasn't any public discussion of the red light cameras ordinance first reading or the uh, safety, what I'm calling panhandling, but I know you're the public safety ordinance. Like in both of those cases, you had like one question from the council and just nothing. You, you, you talked about the, the 150 foot for like an hour and then there was no conversation at all about these other. Right. Was that surprising to you? Yeah, it was. It was well, not so much on the red light cameras because, you know, me and you have joked about this many times. I mean, it's kind of hard to argue. You may not like them, but it's kind of hard to argue against them. I mean, because what are you saying? That you, you want to be able to run a red light? I mean, that makes us a better community. Right. So it's kind of a hard argument to make uh, on the red light. But, uh, yeah, on the, on the public safety one, you know, we, of course, expected some. But but I'll tell you, you know, as someone, again, I, I remind you, you know, I, I've, I've grown up uh, in my family around uh, folks who help the homeless in this community. And one thing that about 99% of us agree on is that panhandling does not help, uh, does not help homeless. Uh, That's not the same thing. Whether you're the biggest homeless advocate uh, or, or you're anti, um, it just doesn't, you know, panhandling becomes an issue. What we're talking about here is safety, you know, and that's, that's for a panhandler. That's for, D.C. Reed's daughter, that's for Andrew McKay, that's for everybody that's, that should not be hanging out in the street. And so, um, I, honestly, I've noticed in the last five, six years, this is coming from a business owner and, again, with my own family background, you know, there, I think there's been a little more of a shift now to understand, to start to understand the line in the sand between these two groups, people who really need help and people who are, you know, making $100, $150, $200 a day uh, on the street corner. So, um, you know, I, I think we're seeing that, and that maybe perhaps that's an indicator of it um, that people understand that that this is a um, maybe it's not as sensitive a subject as it was before. But but again, at the end of the day, this is it, it, you're, these are two things about safety, and right. it's kind of hard to argue that we shouldn't be doing them. You know, I, I will, that we I will let say on the roads, or we should let people run red lights. Yeah, no, absolutely. And in fact, I was actually a bit disappointed because I thought Jen Brer brought up a great question, which was, "Well, can we not do something to regulate the giver?" You know, they're the driver is half the problem. If nobody gave, there'd be no panhandlers, obviously. Uh, and then, you know, got told by, uh, you know, the, uh, the temporary attorney that, you know, uh, well, you know, that's state regulation of those things. We can't touch that. OK, bummer. <laughs> you know, we can't do that, right. which maybe right. would be smarter. Hey, um, one of the thing I w- did want to ask you briefly about is uh, the Malcolm Young gym. Interesting conversation. You kind of made this as a note right at the end of the meeting. And the way I heard it was it's going to be one hundred thousand dollars to even do the inspection, but it's going to be $100,000 just to make the building safe enough to even do the inspection. Meanwhile, 50 grand to demolish it. Do I basically have that right? Yeah, that's right. And yeah, so 49, we have a quote that'll end up expiring with this delay. So we'll probably have to bid it again by the time we will be ready. But, um, but yeah, it's a $200,000 expense to just further assess what, and again, this is, this is one guy's opinion after speaking to our initial assessment, person, um, which we did between this last CRA meeting and this council meeting you're speaking of. And, um, you know, we have a pretty good sense of the state of the building. And, and you know, I think it's a pretty good indicator if you have to spend $100,000 to allow a human being to enter, that we're probably not in a very cost-efficient way of saving this thing. Um, but uh, they had, I had asked for clearance uh, from the CRA board to say, hey, well, at least give me an opportunity to go do something if you guys are not going to vote for the demolition. And so they did that. Uh, but 
uh, to me, my conscience is not going to allow me to spend four times as much money as demolition would be to merely assess the building uh, without asking them again. Even though they had given me that clearance, it's just, in my mind, you know, that, to me, it's bordering on, you know, almost irresponsible uh, to spend that amount of money. And uh, if that's what the CRA board wants, that's what we'll do. I'm just saying, but I, certainly I wouldn't do it if it was my money. Um, and so I want them to, be, I want us to be able to have that discussion because they're probably unaware of that, right? I mean, it's a hundred thousand to assess and a hundred thousand to, to structurally, you know, make it safe enough to go in. So, um, so we'll discuss it then and, uh, you know, and see what happens. And, and then the next hurdle after that, it, let's say we still proceed with the 200. The next hurdle is the philosophical discussion, which I'll probably want to have a little in January too, is, okay, well, let's assume on what is the number that's, is it a million? Is it 1.2 right. million? I mean, what's the number that makes it worth keeping? And is that more important than housing? You know, I think that's the next question we have to ask ourselves. And is, is, is there's a philosophical uh, deadline that we have here uh, between CRA board in administration as well so that that doesn't even that doesn't even factor into what you're talking about in terms of cost. So, and, so we'll, yeah, see no, how goes. we'll bring it back to them and see what happens. And I, and I like that approach of figuring out in advance what's your threshold for for changing behavior because otherwise, you know, just waiting to find out, well, I don't feel good about that number. I mean, you know, if 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 the council decides that, you know, hey, if the number's above 500,000 or if the number's above, at least you've got something to understand, you know, how close are you really to making a different decision? Then you can properly evaluate whether sinking $200,000 right. into that cost is financially, uh, you know, whether that makes any sense or not. Uh, we always like to end with a, uh, a quick round, bit of a frivolous topic a lot of times. Um, first one is, uh, do you have a must-watch Christmas movie? We're still in the spirit a little bit, so do you have a must-watch Christmas movie? Ooh. Um, well, mine's the elf always, but, uh, yeah. we watched the live Grinch like a hundred times, which I'm, you know, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, mediocre, but this, this past season, I think we watched it a hundred times. This one depends on you knowing, and you may not know, um, actually the next two do. Do you like the new Pepsi logo? Ooh, no, I don't. I don't know. Is it? Yeah, I'm, I'm it's relatively loop, new. It came out in March, but it hasn't really been in cans until fairly recently. So uh, it's they put the logo. The script. Well, I guess my answer is no. Then okay, <laughs> you don't you you don't like it because you haven't had a chance to see it yet. That's fair. Uh, and then the last it. one well, is then, yeah, Brandon. And this is just a little bit of a you might not, might not know, but there's a thing called smooth scrolling or motion scrolling that when you're watching your TV, it has they call it the soap opera effect. Uh, it's your TV filling in the frames to make it look what they say is more authentic. Do you like that effect or not like that effect? Uh, I actually kind of like that effect. I mean, uh, you know, I know this is not what you're talking about, but I always think about like the extreme example of like the office uh, camera work, you know, that right. uh, makes it seem more authentic. I know it's not that, but I'm just, uh, but no, I like it. I you know, I think that's good. I know, yeah, I know more challenges about. to our friendship. Okay, fair enough though. You know, that's fine. That's why you know we like to ask because difference of opinion makes a lot of a lot of flowers in God's garden. Like, that's the way I like to like, look at it. Uh, what millimeter? What millimeter of film do you like? <laughs> <laughs> DC Reeves, the mayor of Pensacola, sir, as always, a pleasure. Uh, thanks for the time. We'll look forward to talking to you again next week in the new year. All right. Thank you, sir.